Welcome to season two of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. You can find out more about me by going to retaildoc.com, where you'll find out I'm one of the foremost experts on brick and mortar retailing. Every week, I invite guests, vendors, and brick and mortar retailers to share their successes and their innovations to make the shopping experience fun. I believe we can change the world by those who are working in shopping and retail, so let's get to our first guest. Today, I'm interviewing Joey Pointer, CEO of Fleet Feet, who shares an inspiring story of what he found one day on a run in the rain and how their technology partner, Volumental, has given Fleet Feet's 176 stores an unprecedented ability to fit and, more importantly, sell shoes. He also shares what it takes to change the culture of a retailer. I know you'll want to hear all of this. Thanks for joining me for this podcast. Today, I'm joined by Joey Pointer. He is the CEO of Fleet Feet. Good morning. Bob, th- Bob, thanks for having me. So who are you and what do you have to do with retail? So I'm Joey. I'm the CEO of Fleet Feet. Uh, if you're not familiar with Fleet Feet, we are a running specialty store. We got our start back in 1976 at an old Victorian house in downtown Sacramento. Uh, two women, Sally Edwards and Elizabeth Jansen, wanted to create a place where their runner friends could shop for products, hang out, meet with other runners and you know, really to serve as a go-to place for all things running. So they opened a store. Uh, I'd say we're a 40-year overnight success story. So 40 years later, we've grown to 176 locations across the country uh, and still holding true to that intent and approach that Sally and Elizabeth first started, welcoming runners, ingraining ourselves in the local community, uh, and really just offering the best of products to all of our customers uh, today. You know, I love the I love the fact that you have that down so well because so many people don't connect back to the where the brand started or why. And uh, I think that's just really important, Joey. So thanks for that. And before I get to more, it's um, so what, how did you start in retail? What? Yeah. So I started was... my journey with Fleet Feet really as a customer. Uh, my wife was just starting uh, medical school. We were both avid runners and we just started shopping at the local Fleet Feet store uh, as avid runners, we just thought it was the coolest place to go and to, to see new product. We didn't have a lot of money at the time. So she started working at the store uh, purely for the employee discount. So uh, one day I just had that light bulb moment of, man, wouldn't it be great to turn sort of like my passion into a profession? You know, at the time I was working at Ernst & Young and that's really what I did from nine to five. But, you know, I lived for running outside of work and uh, I thought, huh, you know, like this fleet feet, like there's more than one of these and their corporate headquarters <laughs> is based right here in my hometown. And uh, I think it took me probably a year or two to convince them to hire me at the time. We only had about five employees in our corporate office, but you know, one thing led to the next. And uh, I'd say I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. I've done just about every position within the organization. And uh, it's been a fun ride and journey ever since I, I've been here for, uh, going on 15 years next month. Wow, that's that's amazing. Well, you runners are are uh, dedicated people. My goodness, when I've spoken at uh, the running event down there and was it Austin a couple of times, and you guys are like getting out there at 5 a.m. because the set they get your runs in. I love all that stuff. That's uh, that. I think that passion and that dedication 
um, certainly speaks well to your abilities at the brand, right? Because you understand your customer. You are their customer. I am. I always think about, you know, anytime we're launching an initiative, you know, I'll turn to my wife and I'll ask her, I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Because, I mean, she is sort of like our our sweet spot for a customer. And sometimes she'll look at me and I'm like, what are you thinking? And other times she's like, <laughs> that's a great idea. And so I can always tell whether it's going to be uh, good or not just by her knee jerk reaction. So. Oh, nice. So what's been the biggest challenge for Fleet Feet, let's say in the past three years and how'd you overcome it? Uh, well, it's funny when I think of challenging uh, things that we've done over the past three years, um, this will tap back into volumental. I mean, one of the biggest things that we've done is, you know, we radically changed our fit process, you know, for the last 40 years, you'd walk into one of our stores and we'd use what's a brand device. So this cold metal tool to, to measure your feet. Uh, You're talking to an old shoe dog. I totally get the brand. Device. Oh, well, perfect. Yeah. Totally. So you understand, right. But you think it's my friend, but yeah. as times have changed, right? Like shoes and manufacturing capabilities have changed and evolved over time. But, you know, wasn't hasn't changed has sort of been like the process in the store. And so um, right. we decided that, you know, we wanted to change our process. We got introduced to like volumental and you, you can appreciate this, right? I mean, change is hard. It's scary. Um, you've got people like we refer to as mules that you, you're dragging, kicking and screaming along the way. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of heated discussions about sort of like why we wanted to change Um but ultimately, I, I think to, to be successful in any organization, if you want to change, you just have to involve as many people as possible, as much as possible, as soon as possible. And so that when you get to launch day, like everybody's had a chance to have their voice heard, uh, to understand sort of like the why of what you're doing. And, you know, we were also very clear with all of our, our employees, we refer to them as outfitters that, hey, we don't want technology to replace you. Like we want this to be a tool that enables you to provide, you know, a better experience to the customer. And I mean, ultimately, one of the things I'm most proud of over the last few years is like how quickly we've adopted the technology that Volumental has. We refer to it as FitID in our stores and how it's in essence evolved our process, you know, and all of our outfitters have really embraced this. And ultimately, it's just led to a better customer experience. Well, I think that's the big thing that, you know, the reason you would have gone after this is because runners in particular are meticulous about the fit of their shoes. I mean, let's face it, this you don't have margin for if I'm going to go run for 25 miles, 30 miles, I don't have room for error to have something misfit and it's the heels too wide or it's too narrow. And what intrigued me when we uh, I first heard about uh, Fleet Feet and Volumental was uh, this whole idea that on a iPad, after you've gone through and you've scanned my foot, it builds that 3D image of it. But then on your iPad, it cuts down your choices and you say, these are the shoes that are most likely to fit you. And then as well, if you start showing these shoes to people and they're not selling, then that information goes back to the vendor like, hey, this isn't working. I mean, that's pretty amazing to have that kind of a dialogue with your with your vendors as well as your outfitters, correct? A hundred percent. I mean, I think that if you go all the way back to like the customer, you know, and I'll go back to when I was a customer uh, at Fleet Feet, you know, you'd come into the store, like they'd pull out the brain device, like they'd make a few marks on my feet, but then they would disappear into like the back room. And you'd wonder like, what are they doing back there to like, to bring the shoes back to me? 
you know and so like fitting is like this it's a craft right it's part art and part science and like what volumental has allowed us to do is to bring the science to life so that customers can see it you know i mean we live in a digital age right i mean we all have cell phones that are cameras and alarm clocks and maps and photos and you know like when we can take somebody see volumental you stand up on this scanner uh, in three to five seconds, you get sort of like a 3D rendering of your foot. And we have 12 different measurements that we can show a customer. But then we can also point out, hey, here's your arches. And so we've scanned a million feet. So we can say that, you know, your arches are 88% higher uh, than the rest of the population here in the U.S. And, you know, it just really gives the, the consumer more confidence uh, in terms of like what our outfitters is telling them. And because they can kind of see their feet the way that we see. And, you know, when you're talking about data, I mean, data is powerful, right? So like now we have uh, customers and their feet scans, and then we know what they walked out to the door with, like which pair of shoes they liked. And so now we're building the algorithm of, you know, Bob, if you came into our store, like we would eventually begin to realize, hey, you like your feet, like, are you, you like your shoes really snug. And so the next time you come into our store, like we already have that and we can start to recommend products that may fit a little bit tighter or conversely, if you like more uh, room in your shoes, we can start to recommend products. And so I mean, at the end of the day, it just, it allows our outfitters to still be the hero, but it just gives them a much more powerful tool in their tool belt. Well, I think that's so important. And I think what attracted me uh, about this product was this idea that the customer you know, you're not doing this like a magic mirror, like, oh, look what these will look like on your feet. <laughs> you're serious about it, right? I mean, to me, that's what I take because uh, when I was, again, I was an old shoe dog and I started, uh, I think, Nunbush Shoes and I went on to Florsham and you realize that if you got the fit right, then they then they bought four or five different pair. I mean, the challenge for runners stores, I think, always is going to be you get that perfect fit on one pair and the guy just wants to reorder it all the time, whether that's online or something. And so I think what this does, you know, I, I'm doing a complete um, sales job. Oh, you're do, your you're doing a great here, but, job. Keep going. As <laughs> uh, that if I came in and, uh, you know, I have Model X and and I really like that fit. Well, now you can actually say, you know, dude, you don't have to have that same basic white, um, you know, sneaker uh, running shoe. You can have these five other ones as well. And, um, you know, kind of gets you can have this dialogue about, you know, certainly get that same one. But you know what? With this tool, we know with confidence that you're going to be able to get as good or better. Would you be interested? And now you've got that ability to still sell what retail, I think, does well at, which is what's new. You know, I get it. The runners had this shoe for a long time. Loves it. Well, that's great. But, you know, we've made some pretty big improvements, certainly in the way we make shoes in the last 10 years and i have to believe that continues to to drive uh, innovation uh, each year so i think again the focus for you is bringing them into the store to get this and then the other thing i like about it is if if that becomes your your goal the goal is i fit i go and scan everybody's feet whether they buy or not because now i have that data point and now you're going to email that data point to them and they can go like, wow, those guys really did know a lot more. And suddenly <laughs> a lot of other shoe stores are found wanting, right? Exactly. I mean, that's. And, and we've been able to do some, you know, really interesting things with the data. You know, we've taken uh, scans from about 100,000 people when we worked with Carhu. So we're the exclusive distributor of Carhu here in the U.S. 
And we've taken all of these foot scans and actually shaped the last or the mold that uh, the wow. shoe is made off of. And so we, we launched a shoe uh, last year called the Acone. Uh, and I think I've never found another retailer who's taken actual like foot scans at the scale that we've done and really let the consumers uh, influence the, the design and the, the impact of the shoe. And so, I mean, data is an amazing thing. I mean, you think about it as a retailer, right? We also have a lot of inventory. And so sometimes you may find yourself overstocked in a particular uh, style or model, you know, but like what we've been able to do with Volumentals Health is we can then go back through like our database and say, hey, well, tell me the people that this shoe would be the perfect fit for, right? And so like, we're not trying to like sell this shoe like for 50% off and just as a sidewalk sale, but like, let's actually get it on like, the right foot. Um, and so, I mean, I think that like once you get the data, how you use it uh, can make all the difference as retailers. Well, I'm a brick and mortar guy, so I got to be honest with you. I think everything should come back to the store. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the reality. You know, online still hasn't been able to fix the point that 40, 30 to 40% of returns happen on online and in-store is like 6%. Until you fix the returns, until you fix the the idea that you know free shipping both ways has costs and there's no very few people have found a profitable model for that whereas brick and mortar still can influence everything because they can get everything else that goes with the running shoe they can go through and have that experience and when they bond with that personal uh, employee i think that ends up being what your brand is about and that's what i was so taken by fleet feet that you have really made this um big um push into technology and as you were saying that to me i was remembering being at an ibm conference last year and they talked about how they bought the weather channel and now you can query the data and say you know we're going to have our stores are going to have a uh, uh we want to do a run on some day uh, what day should we pick and they can overlay the people most likely to go on a run and then what the weather might be that day nationwide and all the all of it but it all starts with that data from the customer that's the thing and so many businesses, when I was at Shop Talk last week, they were talking about they were so frustrated with all the data walking out the door. They didn't know anything about somebody who walked in. So, I mean, let's walk me through that, um, Joey. You know, this had to have changed, you know, in some ways, the way that you operate your customer service, I would think, because if it was me, I would say the goal is everybody gets scanned whether they buy or not. Is that what you've kind of adopted or are you still waiting for them to say, I'm looking for a pair of shoes and then scan it a hundred percent i mean you know i've traveled a lot in europe and you, you travel and you see technology and this happens everywhere where technology is just sitting in the corner of a, a retail store and it's just gathering dust and so ultimately like when we launched this uh, with volumental like our goal was like we wanted to get to a hundred percent scan like at the end of the day we wanted everybody to go through this not only for the experience but as you're pointing out for the data because like now we have like their names, their email addresses. Um, you've got foot shape. You've got the type of surface, how frequently they're running. And uh, it just adds a, a lot of power to be able to touch and to understand the consumer uh, in a totally different way. Um, you know, it's well, I love what you said about the and you're not having to re re rely on discounts. Oh, we're oversold. You can actually say this is your shoe. You know, it now comes in this and and I'll pay that price. Right. Runners are loyal to that. They'll pay for it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You were talking about there's an old Chinese proverb. It's like, may you live in interesting times. And, you know, as a retailer in this digital sort of 
renaissance era like i just can't think of a more interesting time than today you know i mean we're a brand that's been around for 40 plus years and i always look at our technology stack when i first started we didn't even have a technology (laughs) stack you know we had aol email addresses uh and, and you know and so like our technology stack was just this house of cards sort of like duct taped together but you know, and at that time, it was like 15 years ago, you were trying to figure out how to make your website more sticky. But today it's how do you make the store more sticky? And like volumental yes. is like one of those things that it gives the customer uh, a reason to come in to engage with our employees, because like that's when we shine, like when we can sit there and uh, figure out like what your goal is. Maybe you just have achy feet or maybe you're just wanting to run your first 5K or you know, maybe you just want to go to Disney World and uh, be able to walk around for four days with your grandkids. And, you know, at the end of the day, like this just opens that door to those conversations so that like our outfitters can shine. You know, I'd say at the end of the day, like our employees are our secret sauce. I mean, they're day makers, right? Because they can get one on one with that customer and understand what they're really trying to do. And then we can just use these tools to provide solutions. Absolutely. I think it all starts with, I have to be curious about why today did she walk in the door? If I'm not curious, I'm another guy trying to sell a pair of shoes. And, you know, I've seen some limited uh, adoption when I go into some stores and they have all their inventory on an iPad and they're like, isn't this great? And I'm like, that's not so great. They're like, (laughs) why not? And I go, because all you're doing is you're going, do we have an 11 in this? No, we don't. And that doesn't serve the customer. I mean, Again, as a shoe dog, I would go back and it's like, all right, 11D. I don't have 11D in this. Okay, so what's going to fit like this? What's going to do? And my mind starts working and I start putting together. I got to have two or three other one options. Well, in this case, you're able with Volumetal's help to go through and understand, okay, so these are the eight that are going to fit. And your outfitters still have to know their merch because that's the launching off part. But listening lets them understand that, oh, okay, so the purple is really important for this guy or, or the, the blue or whatever, whatever the specific features are. And you've moved past. It's just a way to go check inventory to say, no, I'm checking inventory for you, which is, I think, the key of, of brick and mortars um, success is it has to feel like this is just for you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a hard question here, though, dude. So, Joey, you know, I know it sounds great. Everything went well. Everyone's rolling out. We're all doing 100% scans. Life is wonderful. Well, we know that's not quite the case. So, you know, a lot of my listeners are big retailers, medium size, even small mom and pop. So there had to be challenges about rolling out such a change to the DNA of the way that your, your stores are. So can you give me a pitfall and then any advice for people that would be looking at such a large scale innovation? I think the pitfall is, you know, at the end of the day, everybody has to be bought in, right? I mean, it can't be, you know, somebody at the top just thinking, oh, like this is a great idea. I mean, you've got to want it all the way down at the at every level of the organization. I always talk about like in our organization, the pyramid's upside down, right? At the end of the day, like the most important person in our uh, at Fleet Feet is the person who works on Saturday because they are the face of the brand and anything that we do has to be designed to to make them successful. And so, you know, you know, I talked about change and involving them. I mean, you know, we had lots of conversations and got them enrolled uh, so that it so doesn't... Give me, so, so give me an example of a bad conversation. I mean, I want to hear a little... Sorry, I just want a little, you know, give me a little bit. So, like, you're in a meeting. The, the bad con- say, hey, guys. So the bad conversation would be, like, you, Bob, right? So you're the shoe dog. You've been doing this for 
you know, 20 plus years, you're like, I don't want right. to use that piece of technology. Like, why would I do that? Like, it's going to slow things down. Like, I don't have time to learn that. Like, I've been doing this for 20 years, wow. Joey. I don't want to learn something new, you know? And so then you're like, well, how do I approach that? You know, you know, how <laughs> that's do I what I want to hear, you know, like, cause you have a lot more credibility and expertise, but I think that if right. you go back to like, you know, this fundamental question of like, what do we want versus what do our customers want? Like there's a lot of businesses mm. and people who always start with, well, what do we want is the business, right? But I mean, that's why like the Ubers of the world and everybody else have, have won and been sort of like so disruptive because they started with what does the customer want? And so like when you, Bob, came to me and said, I'm not going to change well, you're starting with you and why you don't want to change. But like, let's talk about what's really important. The people who are coming into our stores, uh, like what do they want? What leads to a better experience for them? And so that's in essence how you kind of, or that's how we kind of took the conversation. I mean, you know, I, I used the word mules earlier. I mean, that's what we called, you know, if I'm going to say you're the stubborn person who's been doing it this way for 20 years, yeah. like we would refer to you as a mule. And so we had different, um, labels for different types of employees of like how you're going to have that conversation like and the mule is the person that you're going to uh, drag kicking and screaming with you to the finish line of like we're going to launch this you're coming with us you know and you've got some yeah. people that are you know out running you know, our, our newest employees you know showed up and like they're like man this is great like they're thrilled you know this exactly. is this is the newest thing ever <laughs> like i don't know how you guys did it any other way and you know i think that's uh, right, we're retailers, right? And so at the end of the day, like we as retailers, you always have churn of employees. Uh, what Volumental has also allowed us to do, it's allowed us to keep our best fitters. Because in essence, all of our Volumental uh, and the fit engine is the sum of all of our fits. And so it just, it allows you to keep mm. that knowledge when that customer, or, sorry, that customer, when that employee goes and moves on to a different career path, like we still retain their knowledge. Whereas before it just went out the door with them. And so like, that's like Great one of point. those powerful things that I don't think I fully appreciated. Like when we went down this pathway, but now, you know, after being in it, you're like, man, like I get to keep and retain all of this knowledge and I can still use it uh, and make the, the next outfitter who took the place of the person who left even better. I think that's brilliant. And that's like the heart of this conversation today. You know, as I was thinking about it and you're saying that the mules, I think that's a great, that's a great way to, to talk about it. With my online sales training, we have people that are mules. But the problem is if you don't get the mules on board, they become the saboteurs, right? So then they're like, it won't work. I've tried it. And then it just takes one bad apple who just starts like looking for every possible thing that went wrong or anything and now other people are like oh i hadn't thought of that you're right and suddenly everything falls so your point is no they're just a mule we're going to pull you stubbornly into the future with us and you're going to uh you're going to like it i mean i think that's great um i don't want to take too much of your time you've been generous with it and i particularly like the the whole idea of again brick and mortar stores are shining in this age of disruption if i see one more silly article about retail apocalypse and you know no one's going to be buying anything except through a chip in our head through amazon i'm going to scream because <laughs> quite simply a lot of brick and mortar stores are doing really important things and you know what the winners are just like you which starts with a customer it starts by saying you know we were doing this before there's nothing wrong with what we we're doing before, for branick device 
but also we can add technology that actually takes that further. It's not just replacing it because now it's still going to take a human conversation. How much does an average shoe run for your store roughly? $120. And what's the high end? Yeah, uh, 200, 250. 200. Yeah. So 250, but that's a sweet spot. Again, you're not the discount two for one BOGO operation. You're the outfitters and that whole idea of how do we do better when that's your focus, I think the idea of technology adds gives you really gives you that not only social creed, but also gives you the increase in customer satisfaction scores. I mean, amazing. Um, so personal question. So when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, or maybe you lost your focus kind of temporarily, what kind of questions do you ask yourself or what do you do to get out of it? You probably just go for a run, but I mean, that's the answer. I love to lace up my shoes and just run and let my mind wander. I was telling our staff the other day, I guess it was probably about a month ago, uh, had an upcoming like board meeting. And so it was early Saturday morning. I got up before the rest of my family, before the chaos in the house happened. So I started reading the newspaper and, you know, I think that day there was news of no light at the end of the tunnel relative to store closures. Payless had just announced it was shutting down its locations. You know, and the third article was something about Amazon, you know, and, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is killing me because the board is always right. reading the latest of the Wall Street Journal article. So, you know, mm-hmm. I went off on a cold, wet, rainy Saturday morning just to let my mind kind of like wander. And so I ran to our office and our office here in Carborough sits above the store. And I mean, this isn't New York City or Chicago, but I mean, it was a cold, wet. I mean, it's probably like 35 degrees and it was just rains coming down sideways. But I get to the store and like there's 300 people standing outside of our store. Uh, the music is blaring and they, they're just there for the Saturday morning fun run. And like, right. I'm like, this is miserable. Like, why are all you people out here? You know? And so <laughs> this is the crazy thing, Bob. And, our, you know, so if you show up to one of our fun runs, we have a box in our store. And it's just a plastic box and it says keys. And so, you know, I walk in and like, not only there's 300 people because nobody, sorry, nobody wants to run holding their, their car keys, right? It's just a miserable experience. So, you know, so these 300 people have just thrown their car keys into this box and then disappeared for two hours. And like, there's not many retailers (laughs) that you would go into and just leave your car keys for two hours at a table beside the front door unattended. Right. And so that just doesn't happen, but you know, that happens at fleet feet every single week right and you know we have pancake runs and all sorts of things i mean you know at the end of the day like fleet feet has and you know will continue to be successful because of like our ability to just sort of like bring communities together you know i mean it's it's like a magical thing and like usually when i run i don't always have those aha moments but like that week it was like i just ran into my answer you know i started in a pretty miserable place you know reading about retail apocalypses and then like I just saw like what was truly happening at our store. And that was just a great moment for me personally. Well, well, I think you have to uh, just to go take that one step further. Remember all those people just read the Wall Street (laughs) Journal. All those people said, dear God, there's no hope as a civilization, as a country, as a human being, what the heck am I going to do? And it's like, I'm going to lace up my shoes and go for a run. And I think that's a great place uh, for us to finish up. Although I always ask my one question, which is, tell me something good about retail. You know, at the end of the day, you know, something good about retail. I think like we continue to be successful because of sort of like the personal relationships and experiences that um, 
occur in our store every day. And two weeks ago, I had the privilege of, I went to a baby shower. Uh, so we had two employees, Nora and Jordan, had a, um, are having their first child. They've actually had it now. But uh, a customer just loved Nora so much. Uh, that she organized a baby shower. And so I'm thinking, all right, there's going to be like 15 people. It was at the store. I felt obligated to go. I show up at 7.30 on a Sunday night. There's over 100 customers into our store. Uh, it's a potluck dinner. So all these customers have bought their own meals and they bought presents for Nora and Jordan. And they had a baby shower for them. And I just thought, man, like, this is unreal. You know, and I just think that like, you know, at the end of the day, like our outfitters just connect so well with, you know, our, our consumers. And, you know, like there's just moments when like our expertise and passion just create an experience that isn't transactional, right? I mean, it, it's transformation. And That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, like simply put, you know, like what we do matters. And I think it matters even more so now than it's ever mattered before. And so I still think that as a brick and mortar retailer, like our best days are, are yet to come. I would agree with you. I think, uh, you know, we just did the Netflix. I just did a survey with Oracle NetSuite and we look at this disconnect that 53% of executives felt that their stores were and confirming and, and warm and, uh, and embracing. And like 13% of customers said, no, I feel more anxious, more alone and more overwhelmed in my stores when I go into your stores. And what I appreciate about that last uh, story that you shared with us is clearly your customers are meeting the experience you think that they're getting. In fact, more importantly, you may not value it as much as they do. <laughs> right. That, right? That they're the ones willing to do that. Well, you've been really generous with your time, Joey. So how can they find out more about your stores? Uh, you can visit us online at fleetfeet.com. Find your local store uh, and go in and experience the magic of Fleet Feet in person. And um, again, you are an amazing guest. And thanks so much. Really personable. Great stories. Um right on point, And um, I really appreciate your time with me this morning. Thank you, Bob. I look forward to it. And uh, at some point when I come to New York, I'd love to get together and maybe we could do something uh, with our brands in the future. That brings us to the close of another episode of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm Bob Vibbs, your host, known as the Retail Doctor, based in the United States. Tune in next week when we have another set of movers, shakers, influencers, vendors, and brick-and-mortar retailers, all there to make you a smarter retailer.